So what I'd like to do this morning is say a few words more about concentration and a little bit of follow-up from last night about mindfulness of body. I won't, I won't talk too much because to some extent the Dharma talk last evening really was what I call an instructional talk. Uh, we uh, looked at it and even did some practice together around mindfulness of body. So that was, a, that was a pretty good, what we might call a setup for today. And the practice this morning will include some guidance. So uh, we'll do it together in a sense. But before we do the practice, I wanted to say again that while we're talking often about either concentration or mindfulness, and it's, in, in my view, it's very useful to do that, uh, to say, for example, that concentration is when we selectively choose one object or one anchor for the mind. Let's say, for example, breath or the sound of my voice. And so this is a predetermined anchor. We make a decision. And what we do is we rest our attention on that experience on that object. Okay, so that's the first part. We rest our attention on that object. And really there's only one other piece of information that we need to know, and that is that when we notice that we are distracted, maybe we're thinking about uh, what we hope will be uh, on the table for lunch, or maybe we're thinking about some person in our life, some relationship dilemma or something like this, we come back to the anchor. We come back to the predetermined anchor or object of attention. So that's the whole practice. We know what the anchor is. We rest, we practice resting our attention on the anchor. And then when we essentially lose contact with the anchor to use an example from Josh's instructions, when the anchor pulls up from the mud below the water and the boat floats off a 200, 300, 400 yards, you know, you bring the boat back and you drop the anchor again and there you are, you're back in the, you're back in the present moment. We're doing this uh, concentration practice in order to calm, quiet, and stabilize the mind, to calm, quiet, and stabilize the mind. And some of you might be practicing in this way all day today, maybe all day tomorrow, maybe even into the day after that. And some of you might even be already uh, beginning to integrate uh, the mindfulness side of the practice. And when I talk about this, I like to say that we're actually practicing concentration hyphen mindfulness, that we're really experientially, though it might be very useful to say, okay, Josh, you talk about concentration and I'll talk about mindfulness or 
you know, Dave, you talk about the first foundation of mindfulness, and I'll talk about concentration. We can have these exclusive discussions, but experientially, most of the time, we're practicing mindfulness hyphen, we're practicing concentration hyphen mindfulness. So we sit down and we choose an anchor, such as the breath or sound or the feeling of your hips making contact with the cushion or the chair, and we begin to steady our attention. Now, I've been doing this practice a long time, and every single morning when I wake up and uh, go to my office where I meditate, I sit down, I notice what the body feels like, and I begin to pay attention to my breath. Now, not suggesting that's the way everybody has to do it. When I first began my practice, I could not pay attention to the breath without feeling some anxiousness. And the teacher would say, well, just observe the natural breath. And my experience was that I was forcing the breath and it did not at all feel natural. And in fact, I didn't really identify as an anxious person, but because I couldn't do what the teacher was saying, it was slightly dysregulating and stirred up some anxiety in me. But that's changed over time. And now what I do is I sit down and I begin to focus on the breath. I usually feel the breath in my belly or my upper torso. And I just observe the rising and falling of that part of the body. Now what you might be noticing is that just because you've predetermined an object for your attention, an anchor, this is not the only thing you notice. You're sitting, you're observing the breath, or you're observing you know, your hands making contact with one another, or the forearms resting on the legs. And a bird outside uh, does what a bird does, and you notice the sound. And occasionally, a car drives by on the road and you hear the wheels making contact with the concrete and without any effort on your part at all, an image shows up in the visual field even though the eyes are closed and you just have a memory of a person's face or an event, right? You have a sharp pain in your low back and it comes very strong and then it goes away and then you notice that your knee has a dull ache. So this is happening naturally and awareness is prone as the mind begins to calm and stabilize to notice a great variety of sensory objects, right? So when this is true, we ba this, is, <coughs> this is where we have what I call a choice point. It's a point or a place in the practice, and we have a decision to make. And when we talk about learning how to meditate, um, we're talking about how to relate to these different, many different choice points. Now, if you're choosing, for the time being, a more concentration-oriented practice, you're going to notice these different objects arising in the field of awareness, and you're going to turn your attention back to the initial predetermined chosen anchor, and you're going to continue to do that, okay? Now the distinction that I make between concentration and mindfulness is that instead of observing exclusively one object, we're observing multiple objects, and we're not deciding what those objects are typically, but rather we're observing whatever naturally arises, okay? 
So in mindfulness or insight meditation, and I'm using that term synonymously, ultimately we're noticing relationship. We're noting relationship between objects, which means we're noticing cause and effect. And we don't notice uh, cause and effect as much when we're practicing concentration. Okay? Does that make sense? So we're focusing on the breath. Like, let's just give you an example from the way I practice. I'm sitting and I'm focusing on the breath, feeling the rising of the in-breath, the falling of the out-breath, rising of the in-breath, falling of the out-breath. And then maybe because I'm wearing a sweater today and I was a little cool walking over here, but now I'm in a room with almost 60 people, maybe my body starts to get really hot and um, the experience of heat building in the body becomes so noticeable that it really takes over the breath. It's predominant in my experience. And I might decide just to turn my attention to the experience of heat or a dull ache. Sometimes I have a dull ache in my left knee. So I'm clear about where my attention is and I'm clear about what that experience is. But the object is changing. Does that make sense? Now if I'm practicing this way and uh, it's too spacious or there are too many objects maybe the mind gets a little bit rattled, I don't know really where to put my attention, and I can come back to the breath, I can choose to come back to the breath, and you know, maybe for a minute, or maybe for 10 minutes, or maybe for the whole session, I decide, okay, I'm actually just gonna focus on the, on the breath. My mind is not stable enough to let my attention widen, if you will. Okay, so it's an experiment. Uh, and every sitting meditation is a little bit different, every day is a little bit a little bit different, okay? Okay, so let's try some practice together. Go ahead and uh, take what for you <clears throat> thus far is a stable posture. I think of a stable posture as one that is both balanced. So you're using the skeleton to hold the torso over the hips. A stable posture is one where this solid infrastructure of bone holds the posture upright rather than the musculature. If you're not sitting in a natural way, the musculature has to squeeze and contract and grip and hold the form. You know, like if you lean your shoulders and head too far forward, the low back or the abdominals are gonna have to contract and engage to hold the body. Your eyes can be open or closed. I think that's a personal preference. Different traditions emphasize 
different ways of relating to the eye. That in, in eyes that indicates to me that both open and closed work. And then you might bring your attention, if you like, to your belly, the area around the navel, and for a moment becoming aware of what's happening here. Are you pulling this part of the body in at all? This is common. I often notice that I'm doing this. Maybe just becoming aware of any sensation here and if there's something that you're doing consciously or unconsciously to pull this part of the body in. See if you can let this part of the body move out and away from the spine as if moving toward the front of the room. So this part of the body is allowed to be soft and unguarded. Easeful. And allowing your attention to move upward in the direction of the shoulders And for a moment, becoming aware of any sensation in this part of the body between the belly and the neck. Sometimes the shoulders are lifted up toward the ears, a subtle stress response, or maybe there's a little bit of over-efforting this morning and You haven't noticed that it's translated into the physical body in this way. Maybe allowing or imagining the elbows to be really, really, really heavy and there's a natural downward pulling. The shoulders fall down and away from the ears. You can even hike your shoulders all the way up to your ears to dramatize the extreme expression. And then on an exhale, let the heavy shoulders fall. Belly still soft. This simple exercise is demonstrating that we have the ability to choose where we locate attention. So notice now what it feels like to move your attention from your shoulders to the area around your mouth and jaw. Again, scanning this part of the body now for any clenching, gripping, holding, 
squeezing, biting, tightness. You might even open and close the mouth a few times until you find the neutral place. Neutral is also a way of exploring natural. Positioning an area, a place, a location in the body in a way that feels easeful. Allowing the attention to travel a little bit higher, becoming aware of the eyes forehead allowing allowing a lot of space between the eyebrows and the hairline instead of pressing or scrunching the hairline and the eyebrows closer together Now becoming aware of the whole body. Resting your attention on the whole body. So this view is broader, more inclusive. What is it like now to become aware of the whole body? Resting your attention on the body just as the body rests on the cushion or the chair. The body just is on the cushion. The body just is on the chair. Just like the attention just is on the body. We're letting body and contact meet one another. Awareness and body sharing the same space, locating one another. It's more something that we allow to happen than it is something that we do or create. So maybe this morning's practice has a lot to do with ease The only effort is the paying attention quality and the coming back endeavor. So not much else to do, but let awareness and body 
come into contact with one another. And here we are noticing perhaps the <coughs> elemental quality of earth as we come into contact with the basic experience of gravity, the way what we call body naturally presses itself into the non-human surface beneath you. Noticing the basic sense of touch or contact. how the hips press into the soft material beneath the body. Possibly even noticing the texture or character of that surface beneath you, maybe it's a softness or a hardness. Not intrinsically good or bad or maybe even we're leaving our preferences out of the experience and Noticing the basic property, characteristic. And if you like, in a moment I'll leave a period of silent practice to explore on your own. You can choose to rest your attention in this way on the whole body. Or you can now explore a little bit, just like we did last night. What is the sensation that's most vivid? What is the physical experience that is most easily recognizable. The breath, sound, pressure or contact between the body and the surface beneath it. Maybe choosing what seems most obvious and allowing this to be the anchor. And you can 
rest your attention continuously on this location or experience in the body and each time you notice distraction with kind, gentle attention bringing your focus back to that place. Or you can just notice the distracted mind, open your attention back to the whole body and take a fresh glance and notice now in this new moment, what is the bodily experience that's most vivid and take this new object as the focal point for your attention.
the body is comprised of the same elements as nature. Earth, element, solid, gravity, the density and materiality of bone. Wind element, we notice in the natural movement of the breath as oxygen enters and leaves the body. The natural movement of energy, the non-localized, internalized feeling of movement, sometimes a quick fluttering moving from low in the body to high or from the top of the body down low. Fire element. We can feel this when we come in contact with our skin, the part of the body responsible for thermal regulation and and the characteristics of heat, coolness, temperature. And in the fluids of the body, mucus, blood, We notice the characteristic of water flowing. This body is comprised as the same elements of nature. I cannot control them, possess them, or truly own them. They are not me, they are not mine.
this body is comprised of the same elements as nature. I cannot control them, possess them, truly own them. They are not me, they are not mine. <clears throat> 